Hey guys, I'm Ashley. I'm Amanda. And this right here is Allegedly. ready to go with Tara with Tara yeah, we're wrapping it up wrapping it up tightly like like what like a sausage like a encasing? small Trojan on a what? big rooster <laughs> there's so many questions we're wrapping it up tightly <laughs> oh gosh all right so yeah so how was your week ishness ing it, it was a week no, what day is it today tuesday today tuesday, tuesday. 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 It, so it was a couple days ago i have an idea to you guys it's whatever day you're listening but to us we don't know and i'm already delirious i am melting like mrs doubtfire right now such a good movie it really it is. is. I just want to take my shirt off. And then... <laughs> I don't know. Really, this is your home, so it's your prerogative. Whatever you feel like you need to do. I can't guarantee I'd stop there. <laughs> Why? Why is Ashley recording an episode by herself? Oh, because she insisted on doing it naked. <laughs> I can't say that that would scare me away. I just have to look down. <laughs> She's time. like, oh, that's right. I need notes of some sort here. Yep. Um... Yeah, no, it's already been a week for me, but I've been driving children around and uh, school stuff. But yeah, I've just been, uh, Ryan has started football, which practices are like Tara's, four hours, five hours long. Abby's cheering, Kenzie's cheering, Abby's also doing soccer. It's full, yeah, Tara's doing... Well, Tara, Tara is in a lot of pain right now. Tara's broken. Volleyball started, and she's been mm -hmm. lazy all summer. So every that's muscle what happens. is hurting. On She'll her be right fine now. by next week. I hate the beginning of volleyball because of this reason. It's rough, but you'll get through it. Yeah, it's it. You'll be fine. But you were swimming today, so I don't know. That still hurt. Swimming's not supposed to hurt that yeah, much. Yeah, well, we had to carry people in the water. And then Again, was, listen, I could carry people listen, in the water. Did also, you do weight room today, too? No, no, no. We did that yesterday. She made us jog in the water, which that doesn't work. No, oh, it does work. No, as no, long no, as no, you're no. not in the deep end. Yeah, and then she made us karaoke in the water, and my legs kept floating away. Karaoke? Like, with music? No, Why no. would you sing in the water? No, no, no. That's where you go with, with your, your feet. Do you get it? That's the stupidest you, like, thing. You crisscross. It's super fun. You crisscrossed applesauce in the pool? Like this. You go like this and I'm like this. And you just keep going. That's called karaoke? Yeah. Oh, I'd rather go to the bar and sing. <laughs> I've never done karaoke. I want, I've been wanting to do karaoke. There are some songs that I just karaoke greatly in my car. I put on shows like... Better you than you can also any. sing well. I no, can't sing. No, I cannot. Yeah, you Bullshit. Can. You can carry a tune. A tune. <laughs> I can't. I'd have to be liquored up. To oh it. no! I have to be liquored up to do it. Yeah, I'd have no, to be. You have a great voice. I see. I've heard you sing at the campground. Well, okay. This has gone off the rails. So Velma, we're up to nine people that are dead that she's come in contact with. 
Yes. Way to change the subject. Yeah, that was a very Amanda. Harsh that was abrupt. Change. That wasn't smooth, was it? No, 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 no. There was nothing smooth about that. Was that nothing... was as about as smooth <laughs> as a veiny rooster. <laughs> Sorry. Which, by the way, veiny roosters. Let's talk about that for a minute. I don't think we were roosters. going to a friend's house, and there's a rooster at the a big metal rooster at oh the end God, of the street and of course james james goes everybody look for the cock of course I and tara's looking and out the window and she goes i don't see it no i'm literally stopped right at it and it's right because there chloe's head was in the way Sure, you were just looking for the big. No, you're looking for a wiener. Chloe's head was literally in the way because she was like. <laughs> I feel she like was, I've seen a big metal rooster. Yeah, there's a lot. Like it, it's like a. Is it a Broome County thing, or what? That's a no. dinosaur. That wow. What? Yeah, the dinosaurs are a Broome County thing. I think that yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That's a great story. Can we talk about murder now? <laughs> Okay, so I guess that means that Amanda wants to get straight into Velva because she she's she's got her list in front of her. She's rearing to go. I'm really, really, really wanting to write with this pen, but I couldn't figure out how to open. You couldn't figure out the other one either. Like you figured no, that, out how to yeah, open it. But I didn't know what to do with the cap. Like it Are you guys are you guys ready to speak about murder now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so I think where we left off last time was um, Stuart Taylor, her boyfriend, died at the age of 56 after being rushed to the hospital after, you know, all that sickness. Yep. So let's just jump into this. So the doctors were actually puzzled by the illness that was presented in Stuart. They had no ideas. They suggested an autopsy. Finally. I know. So his family is in the waiting room. They go up to him. They're like, we have no idea what this is. We'd really like to do an autopsy because we need to know. I mean, he's 56 and Yum. generally healthy. Um, and both of his children, Alice and Billy, agreed to it. It was after the funeral service when Velma's son looked at another attendee and said, you know, it's the saddest thing, but it seems like everybody my mother ever gets close to dies. You wouldn't say. It's just super bad luck, you know? No. That, no. Nine people? That's not bad luck. He, That's wait, a pattern. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He just came to, like... That conclusion? Yeah, he yeah. just... He, uh, just he followed thought. it up with a question. How could the good Lord allow this to happen to a faithful Christian like Velma Barfield? Oh, my God. <laughs> You're not speaking, Amanda. Because I want to know... I, he's crazy. She's crazy. There, I th that's well, you know, let's look at it from this side of the box. Turn your box a little bit. Everybody just thinks these people are getting ill. Nobody has said anything about poisoning. These people are just getting flu-like symptoms. True, true. I mean, and this is his mother, so why, why as far as we know, they have an okay relationship. So why mm -hmm. would he think something bad was happening? Right. I mean, as far as he's probably concerned, she's addicted to prescription medication and she likes to steal money. But those two things go together. She, so now she's just a drug addict 
who really wants to be a Christian woman, yeah. but can't get her life under control. And yes, that is super difficult if you're not taking steps. And even if you are taking steps, super difficult. Yes. Um, so from that side of the box, he sees a good Christian woman who goes to church, yeah. loves her family, yep. and is just having a string of bad luck. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. Lumberton police detective Benson Phillips ended up getting a phone call from a woman who, just in all honesty, sounded manic. So, from what I gathered, I think, like, she called his personal phone. Like, oh. home phone. I almost okay. said cell phone, but we're in the 70s, right, so right. he didn't have that. But I think it was his home phone and, like, awoke him from sleep. Hmm. So, I don't know how she got his personal home number, but... Uh, so, he was still asleep when he answered, and... He could barely understand or make out what she was saying, but he heard things that she was yelling like, murder! I know who did it! You've got to stop her! The problem was, there was no talk in the small town of Lumberton, which it is a small town. There was no talk about murder. No, he's like, nobody's been murdered. So, oh my gosh. So he's like, surely if there had been a murder, the townsfolk would talk about it. Because if we've learned anything from past episodes like Hinter Kaifek, townsfolk talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you guys haven't listened to that, go back and to listen to episodes four, five, and six of Hinter Kaifek. Those are fun. Yeah. Those are. are. They are fun. Those are something or another. Yeah. Um,. So he knew also that if there had been a murder, he would be the one to know it, like yeah. one of the first, because that's literally his, his job, job, investigating homicides. Yeah. Like that's his, that's his job. Surely he's not, nobody would have to call him to tell him that he's, there was a Like he's not like he's just an officer. He is literally investigating homicides. That, that's, yeah. If somebody had been murdered, this was like he would know to it. him. Right. Yeah. So before the manic caller hung up, Detective Phillips had told her to call him at the station. He assumed that was not going to happen. But when he got to work, he did look. And sure enough, there were zero, zero homicide reports. There was nothing. So he had no idea what she was talking about. So he was like, that woman's nuts. Yeah, I'm going to too. move in or move on with my day, you know, and forget about whatever nonsense that was. Yeah. That was until she called again. Oh, gosh. So, so in 1998, author Jerry Bledsoe wrote a book called Death Sentence, the true story of Velma Barfield's life, crimes, and punishment. Doesn't that make you want to read it? It does, actually. Yeah. yeah. I've got a, co I've got, actually got a picture of the cover, um, so we will be posting that this week. I know that the pictures have been very vague and it's just been Velma, but that's because I cannot find any pictures of anybody. Like, even their find-a-graves, they're just pictures of the gravestones. Yeah, I, I, I find that, I, I feel like we're going to run into that. Yeah, we are. So, it's a super good book and it details the story well. I actually highly suggested it, um, as do 428 people who rated it on Amazon. Nice. Giving it an average star of 4.5 out of 5 stars. Nice. So in the book, Jerry says this about this second phone call. This time, she was calmer, more coherent. She still didn't want to give details, but Phillips gradually coaxed them from her. She revealed that she was calling from South Carolina. 
but she couldn't give her name. She didn't want anybody to know that she had called. The man who had been murdered, she said, was the boyfriend of Velma Barfield, who had killed him just like she had killed her own mother. The caller admitted that she could offer no proof, but she was sure that Velma's boyfriend and mother weren't the only ones. Too many other people close to Velma had died, she said, including two elderly people Velma had worked for, but she didn't know their names. It was only after some pressing about how the caller knew of this when the woman said, because Velma is my sister. <gasps> dun, dun, oh, snap! I know, right? I know. I did not see that coming. <gasps> yep. So one of her siblings, and now we don't know who this sister is. I never found out information. And again, we don't know many names of her siblings. Really, we just yeah. know Olive. There uh. were, no, it's not Oliver. <laughs> I, I almost can't wait for this case to be over so you'll stop doing that. But remember, they had a total of nine, nine children. Kids, yeah. On purpose. On purpose. Yes, oh that's what I was Lord, waiting for you to say. You're on purpose. <laughs> I feel like that's becoming like your I'll, slogan. I'm bringing it back. Just like groovy. Oh, my oh God. that is not coming back. It's totally coming back. No, because she texted me that when she. She uses me. groovy all the time. I was on the phone earlier and she said groovy. And I was like, oh, good. This conversation's over. And we hung up. <laughs> So, oh, again, there were no homicide reports, but Detective Phillips felt he had to look a little further into this. Good. And he ended up calling the Lumberton Hospital to see if there had been any deaths over the weekend. The hospital, of course, said yes, Stuart Taylor. But according to them, it was a natural death. Which, by the way, I always thought, like, natural death meant, like, you're old and just die. Me too. That's not what it yeah, means. that's not what it means. Apparently not, because they listed it as natural death, but he had gotten sick. So wouldn't his death be because of the flu? Yeah. And not uh, natural. That's not natural. That's not natural. That's getting sick. Yeah, that's an illness. I don't know. You would say he died of illness. Yeah. It said natural, I guess. They also said an autopsy was being done by regional medical examiner Dr. Bob Andrews. But he did not have all the results back yet. Unfortunately, after some digging, the detective found out that Stewart was brought into Lumberton Hospital from St. Paul's. So this was an issue, actually, because St. Paul's is out of Lumberton's jurisdiction. It would actually fall under the sheriff. Side note, I needed to confirm. You called them, didn't you? How did you know? How Whoa. else would you confirm that? I did. I Googled. I Did you? Well, I talked to mom first, oh. who, who lives in Lumberton, right? And uh, she goes, she's like, why would they have to call St. Paul's? Why, why is that out of their jurisdiction? She was confused yeah. as well. But then she goes, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. That might be it. But I guess it would be like, oh, we've told people we live in Binghamton. But you don't live in Binghamton, Amanda. So where you and Tara live, it actually, when you call the police, because I had to do that so many times, um, one of two people show up, either the state police or the or sheriff, sheriff. Yeah. because it's out of jurisdiction. So maybe it's something like that. I'm thinking so. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. so. 
yeah. So I talked to mom and mom's like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe that's true. And I wasn't ready to go with maybes. So I looked up and Googled uh, Lumberton Police Department and I decided to call them. And I just vaguely said, hey, I have a question. I'm not from there. And I was just wondering about your jurisdiction lines. You didn't say, like, you have a podcast or anything? No, I wasn't trying to sell this. I just had a question. Don't worry, I'm not going to commit any murders or anything. I just was wondering. (laughs) They did not seem worried at all. The woman (laughs) totally. This literally, this conversation literally took place in a couple minutes. A couple minute phone call, and she was willing to give me the answers. I don't think you. I don't think think you should be worried about selling, being like, oh, I have a podcast. I, They're well, gonna think you're a murderer. I didn't want to. I also didn't want to take up too much of her time because it is the police department. Oh. So I didn't want to sit here on a phone call for one it stupid takes two question. She could have asked why she didn't. So now it's on her. So what did she say? So she said that um, she goes. I. I said, is St. Paul's out of your jurisdiction? She said, yes. And I said, okay, is that because it's too far away and the sheriff covers it? And she goes. Well, it depends on where you live in St. Paul's because they now have their own police department. So if they're out in the countryside, which we know Stuart lived in the countryside, that would be the sheriff's. So I think it's just, I think the St. Paul's police department became a thing after this. Yeah. So though that's where I got from that. So um, Lumberton, I'm sorry. That I called, but this is why. Not because she was investigating. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's just like my search history. Okay. Yeah. I am researching true crime, but when I ask stupid questions to Google, like I'm not trying to murder people in real life. I'm doing it in my stories. Yep. And that is legal. I Googled it. (laughs) (laughs) And if it's not, then I'm freaking screwed. (laughs) So lucky for Detective Benson Phillips, he actually had a friend in the sheriff's office that he's going to call about this whole situation. So Dr. Andrews, the medical examiner, Uh however, he had now gotten all of the results of the autopsy and he was puzzled. Let me tell you, if you're puzzling the medical examiner, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a super big problem. So it seemed that Stuart Taylor had died from gastroenteritis. Gastroenteritis, okay. Yeah. I, for some reason, I'm looking at that going, I know this word, but my mouth does not want to say it. That's what's happening. So according to the results, that's what he died of. So according to the Cleveland Clinic, for those who don't know, this is an inflammation. See, my mouth did not want to say that word either. Um, which is just an irritation of your intestines. People usually call it like a stomach bug or the stomach flu, even though it's not limited just to influenza. Although most people report like stomach pains, you can also get like involve your small intestinal colon and all of this nonsense. Sure. So this was actually odd for a man with Stuart's health to die from this alone. Because Stuart was healthy. Yeah. So the medical examiner did find some unexplained abnormalities in Stewart's liver, 
which he bagged up and sent to the North Carolina chief medical examiner, Paige Hudson, for more testing. So before receiving the samples to even get tested, Hudson actually phoned Andrews about the death. So Hudson wanted more information, and after Andrews ran down the timeline of events involving Velma, as well as Stewart's symptoms, Hudson gasped and asked, Where'd she get the arsenic, Bob? Oh my god. I know. And, you know, doing this case, I really want to watch, um, I want to watch that series that they did for Lifetime, Flowers in the Attic. Have you ever seen that? No, but we've talked about this before. We're going to have to. It's like four movies, I think. And it's, it's something you got to prepare yourself for, but it just kind of reminded me of that when really that's not even a big part of the movie. But, um, so yeah arsenic so clearly after this revelation velma was brought in so did she get the arsenic yeah she was actually honest about poisoning Stuart taylor by putting arsenic in his drink before they went to the event that they attended with rex hubbard mind you rex hubbard was a christian event that she was going to so wait 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 she was just like yeah i did that yeah yeah she owned up to it she was just like yeah yeah sure did Sure did. For what reason? Does she ever say? Well, we'll kind of get into it, but I doubt there's like an actual reason. Yeah. So Joe Freeman Britt was the public prosecutor for this case. Unlucky for Velma, he actually believed in capital punishment. Oh my. And earned the title of being the world's deadliest prosecutor. Not looking too hot there for you, Velma. Like, actually held the record for that. Like, in, you know, what is that thing? A Guinness World Record? Yeah, kind of like that. So, in fact... Oh, yes. In fact, he actually... See, I got ahead of my notes. You did. He held the title within the Guinness Book of World Records. So, yes. So, at one point, during a 17-month period, he prosecuted 13 first-degree murder trials and won convictions on all 13. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He he was a sh- what they would call I guess a shark. So defending Velma was Bob Jacobson. Was Bob good at his job? I feel like Bob Jacobson when you're up against somebody like Joe Freeman Britt. Yeah, you're not going to do much. It's it's not looking good, I feel like. I yeah. feel like that's a petty name. Just by names. Just by I- names. I feel like it is. One of the few, um, so he was actually one of the few in Lumberton who would accept, like, court-appointed cases. So this was actually not good news for Velma, since he lacked experience. Oh my. He had never tried a death penalty case before. This, this was his first. (laughs) (laughs) Which also... Oh, my. Not a good sign. Not. Not not off to a great start. No. Not for Velma, anyway. We're not saying that I wish she had somebody better, because she deserves... Oh, yeah. Whatever's coming to her. So, the presiding judge was Henry McKinnon. He ruled that the evidence linking Velma to the deaths of John Henry Lee, Dottie Edwards, and her own mother, Lily Bullard, should be admitted... Okay, because after they questioned her and everything, like, it came out about all of these deaths. Yeah. And so, she never, she did own up to deaths, but they're not trying her for those deaths. Just for the Stuart Stuart Taylor. Taylor. 
So first, the prosecutor put on both medical personnel and family who testified to the horror of Taylor's death. Okay. Britt also brought out the fact that his life could have been saved had the anecdote for arsenic poisoning, British anti-lewisite, or what they called BAL, was administered. However, to do that, the doctors would have had to be informed that right. he had been poisoned with arsenic, which Velma wasn't going to give up. No. And she was the only one who knew that. Where the... Why? Why what? Why was she killing these people? What was her mean? I don't know. It's not like she's getting anything from them. Yeah. So defense attorney Jacobson asked doctors about the efforts of the various drugs Velma had been taking and their possible interactions with each other. Remember when she was going to multiple different doctors, getting multiple different prescriptions. Mm -hmm. Nobody could keep track on. That's probably why she was overdosing so much. Oh, I'm sure. So some of the physicians who testified about treating Stuart had also actually treated Velma and prescribed medications for her. Because she's just like, I'm just going to go to whoever, even if it overlaps. So their testimony showed that she was on drugs that could have had, like, badly impaired her judgment and were addictive. Okay, one, we knew they're addicted. She's been addicted to these for so many years. Yeah. Addiction is not the problem here. I know, like, I I don't know personally people who are addicted to drugs, but they're not out murdering people. Like, nobody is going to the doctor and getting Vicodin, overdosing multiple times on it, going to multiple doctors, and then going, Vicodin makes me murder people. Yeah, no, that's not... I don't think that's a thing. Does it impair your judgment? Yes. That's why people do it. But nine times? (laughs) Well, it's not nine, is it? I mean, two of them, I'm pretty sure she did There's not a couple. commit. We'll but. talk to, we'll talk about it after. So, Jacobson put Velma on the stand in her own defense. Oh, God. And she actually did well on direct examination, saying that she had given her boyfriend poison to make him sick, but not kill him. Why? Well, maybe it was attention seeking. She said she didn't tell the doctors what she had done because she feared about being returned to prison, which is fair. That's fair. Okay, Velma, that's fair. I would be super scared, too, if I poisoned somebody. <laughs> I would be super scared about going to prison as well. Because you're, you're not allowed to kill people. But, here's but you're also thing. not allowed to just stick arsenic in. Like, I can't poison you, Amanda, by sticking arsenic in your drink. That's not legal just to make you sick. So if she was so scared about going to prison, maybe she just shouldn't have put anything in his drink. And then she would um, have nothing to worry she about. She should probably not put things in people's drink to kill them. Which, by the way, run it back. Her mother was yeah, after Coke. After she, Coke. So yeah. that's a thing. Um, although, I would say a really good way to do that is like a powdered donut. Because you know what arsenic is, right? It's rat poison. Yeah. So if you powder that shit up, put it on top of a powder donut, ain't nobody gonna know. Looks like powdered sugar. Yeah, but does it smell? I'm sure the power or the nobody scent of is, the donut and the powdered sugar are. Yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna, gonna smell it because I mean, have you ever smelled a powdered donut? I have. I actually, I have had flour go up my nose, and it <laughs> created dough. I was making personal <laughs> pizza. In my sinus cavity. 
it took a lot to get that out. And that was just me doing it as a joke because I had seen flour on top of a cooler. It was not a drug-related thing. It's not like it was cocaine, but it looked like a cocaine situation. It did. So I sat there chopping it with a fork. (laughs) Isn't that what you're supposed to do? No, I think it's like a credit card. Oh, I think I was using a fork. I do think somebody gave me a card. Oh, Tara did. Oh, how'd you know that, Tara? Movies. Movies. And high school. I go to public school. Yeah, but my son goes to the same. He's um, Sweetie, your son doesn't believe in astronauts. Yeah. yeah or stars. Yeah. So. Or countries. He thinks countries are in different universes. He just thinks they're all different worlds. So I, your son very well may just go to a different school, regardless of yeah, the fact I that he goes to the same school yeah, and there's only one grade below her. I don't know what school he's going to. But he's really good at sports. Okay. So <laughs> I, was, I started chopping the flour with the credit card. And then apparently I did it wrong because for the video, it Obviously, you're not supposed to snort flour. No. So you're supposed... Tara's like, you're supposed to, like, make the sound and... And just, like, maybe blow out. Oh, okay. I snorted the flour. (laughs) (laughs) Because if we're going to do this, we're going to do it for real. And then I created pizzas in my nose. (laughs) I love that. I love it. So... He actually, uh, Jacobson, brought up her use of medications... She admitted to, like, forging checks because she was addicted to drugs, which, right? Because she couldn't pay for them out of her own pockets. Yeah. Because she was already using that money for, I'm, I'm assuming that she, like, first of all, I, I'm betting she was using that money already, but she couldn't keep up with her addiction. Yeah. So it's not that she couldn't pay for it out of her pockets because she was using all that money for, like, real bills and shit. Yeah. I, I think it's just she couldn't keep up with her addiction. Yeah, agreed. So, in the opinion of Britt, Velma Barfield was a cold-blooded and cunning murderer. You don't say. I agree with that. Who hid behind a sweet old lady facade and Christian mask. Yeah. Uh, you don't say. Let me, let me and my boyfriend go to this wonderful night listening to this man preach about our Lord and Savior. And I think he needs a bit of arsenic in him. I just need to make him sick. Isn't that going to ruin your time at the at Doesn't at that the, the whole purpose of a Christian event and being a Christian? I, I mean, I get Christians uh, are all about the sin and forgiving the sin, but yeah, I don't. Well, again, we've talked about that already, so it I I don't foresee her as an actual Christian. Christian. I think that she's getting all that stuff confused. Yes. So he decided he was going to actually strip her of the old lady facade and the Christian mask and try to get her to really show her true colors. Interesting. I wonder how he's going to do that. Well, he was going to try to make her uncomfortable. So at one point, Velma seemed to be trying to argue that she had not killed her victims. How? How? How did you not? They all died of the same thing. They all died the same thing in your care. Yeah. Well, what she um, says... Is it's just really a coincidence that happened because people no 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 nope. they just died after she poisoned them. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine her on the stand 
just not my them. fault. They just died, you know, after yeah. I poisoned them. What? Yeah, like, well, what? Remember, she said she wasn't trying to kill Stuart. She was trying to make him sick. For what reason, Velma? So yeah, then what? it was his own fault that he died. No. No. <laughs> that's not how that works. And then it's just a coincidence that the other people also died because all she was trying to do is make them sick. For what, what reason? is the reason? You, I don't even think she has an actual reason for killing them, was let it, alone for making them sick. Was it just her hobby? I think it was just to get attention, maybe. I don't know. To spruce it's up her so day? Oh, I feel like... Ooh, calling the ambulance, but I need a reason. But, after what? all... <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, why? This is this is not. It hurts the laugh. So you know because the first autopsies all indicated natural death. But they weren't really looking for her. So here's what she had confessed to doing. Oh God. She put the arsenic, or rather rat poison, more directly. Um, it's actually called Singletary Rat Killer or Turo Ant and Roach Killer. She put it into the beer and tea of Stuart Taylor and into the cereal or drinks of two elderly people, which was Montgomery Edwards and, uh... Well, two elderly people, but she killed both Edwards. Yeah. Um, so... Dolly or Dottie? Dottie. Dottie. Dolly. Dolly. (laughs) Sorry. It's Dolly, but you have it spelled wrong anyway. It's I-E. Yeah. It's not a big deal because your paper's not... It's not going anywhere. It's going in the garbage. Yeah. It's really just for our hoot and nannies. Um, and then she put it into the soft drink of Lily. So we're going to do something a little fun here, Amanda. Yeah. Fun. Fun? Yeah. Do you know what that is? This whole no, thing no, no, is no. fun. Are you not having fun? No, the podcast is fun. It's just, it's dark. No, it's, it's, it's very mm, light out. It's, I've got the light on. No, 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 no. Like, the topic? topic? It's oh, murder. What do you what? expect? I didn't mean, like, I don't mean like that. I just, whatever. Go. Just go. Okay. Let's get back to our darkness. Hey, I'm cool with it. This darkness is our light child. <laughs> okay, let's get into this. So we're going to actually read um, a little bit. What I'm going to have you do is... We're going to read a script, and I want you, Amanda, to be Joe Freeman Britt, the prosecutor. Okay. And Tara is going to be Velma. And this is kind of how this went down. So let's just do that. Go ahead, Tara. What I would like, Your Honor, to say to the jury and all, these autopsies, let me say, first of all, when a person dies and they ask for an autopsy to be performed... Is it not true that we have an autopsy performed to find out the reason of death? So I don't believe it killed them, really. That is exactly the way I feel about it. Beg your pardon? I don't think it killed them. You made Mrs. Edwards sick with Singletary's rat poison, did you not? No. I thought it was roach and ant poison. So you knew these compounds would certainly make people sick? I knew it would make them sick. You knew it would kill them, too, didn't you? No. No, I did not. (laughs) I, I, what? Can I just say that? (laughs) I loved watching that. I really wish I videoed it. So, here's, here's my question. Zero sense. 
When he said, like, you had the Singletary's rat poison, and you were making her sick with that, she goes, no, I thought it was the roach and ant poison. Well, that's not any different. People <laughs> still are going to die. It's still poison. And that's why he changed, that is, so that is why he changed the question to say you knew these compounds would certainly make them sick. Because the same damn compounds are in the roach and ant poison as it is with the rat poison. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And then she was like, well, I I knew it would make them sick. But you knew it would kill them too, right? No, I did not. Uh, did you not read the box? It's not for human consumption. And it says poison. poison. And if poison? it is to kill rats or ants or roaches or giraffes or elephants. Why would you give it to a human? Don't you think it's going to kill other things? But why? Why did she want to make them sick? So the defense actually put on several medical witnesses to testify to Velma's lengthy history of chronic and overlapping drug use. Duh, we've already established which this, Which this is really like... We know. This is a circus with this. None of them could say that she had been rendered insane in the legal sense by the drugs, but they testified that her judgment could have been terribly clouded. You don't say. I think... <laughs> Again, isn't that why people get high? So they can't think straight because they don't want to think rationally. They don't want to remember. They don't want to I feel. I understand they don't- that there are addictions where you may want to not be doing it, but then you're doing it because you're addicted. That's the addiction. But that's really what it does. People know this. Logical people know. Tara, do you know that doing drugs impair- impairs your judgment? Yeah. Drinking. Drinking does that. It impairs your judgment. No? Yeah. Thank you, 15-year-old. It's really not rocket science, although it's, I may have to explain that to Ryan. But that's, that that's, may be the diff- only, that's a different story. That may be the only exception to any of this. So it turns out that Velma's lawyer had, hol- had told her to turn on the waterworks to hopefully get some sympathy. Huh. Oh. He's really proving it to, uh, you know, be a really good lawyer. Yeah. Well, she did not do that. She actually decided to turn herself cocky. We love cocky in this. I fucking hate cocky. I might like the word without the Y, but I don't like it with the Y. Whoa. What what are you thinking about? I'm talking about roosters, roosters, Tara. Yeah, okay. Where was your mind, 15-year-old? Get it out of the the thingy that holds the water. What's that? Got her. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were looking under my boob for a second. I was like, get that word out of a... Pick up your boob, Amanda. I need to read that word there. Gutter. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. She keeps words I need under her boobs. That went off the rails. (laughs) After the closing argument from the prosecutor, Velma made a gesture... Let's hear it. ...of silent applause. (laughs) (laughs) She's literally crazy. You're joking. She didn't. She yes, sir. I agree with him. My eyes are closed. I'm nodding my head. Silently applauding. You guys can't hear. Mm. I bobble-headed it. She was probably high. Am I? I am at the Queen's tea. Tea. You can't hear us applauding because it's silent. Wait, here we go. 
You look very stupid doing that, and she probably did too. Yeah, so for those of you, again, who do not know what that is, that means she was putting her hands together without actually clapping, but pretending to. Like so clap. that yeah. action is actually what signed her death warrant. Oh, I imagine so. That would tick me off. The jury, the jury came back with a verdict of guilty of first degree murder. Then it found the aggravating circumstances to recommend the death penalty. Judge McKinnon fixed her punishment at death. So, like most states, North Carolina had a no row of women waiting to be executed, women are usually not sentenced to death. Right. So when she was sentenced, Velma Barfield was the only female in the state to be on it. Oh, it was her for women. She was housed in the central prison section for mental cases. Yeah, you don't say. Especially, like, it had inmates and prisoners considered prone to escape. Oh, I could see her trying to escape. Well, actually... Early that in her hole prison, in the wall? I didn't know that was going to lead to the outside. That would be yeah. totally oh God, something would she totally would say, her. right? I did not know that if I took that brick out, I could get out. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Do you know Mr. what that's president? from? Mr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, I said that the other day because I think Trenton had said something, and I in turn said that. And James and I were the only one that understood it. Oh my god, we're so old. They were like Bill Clinton. They're like, Who's and that? <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. No, no. Tara just pulled a Velma. She mouthed who? <laughs> <laughs> this is a um, audio podcast, not visual. Uh. Nobody saw that Tara read. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> she looked right at Amanda and mouthed who? Monica words, Lewinsky? Listen, the words meant to come out, but I can't, like... You can't speech? Yeah. Okay. I can't go today. So, early mm. in her prison stay, Velma went through drug withdrawals. Oh, you don't say. That's a beautiful because, thing. Because, of course, newsflash, they aren't going to feed your addiction in prison. Not then they don't. Not then. We live in a different world. Yes, we do. Back then, though, they are not... And we've spoke about this because Amanda has stuff going on in her life. We are going to keep that personal, but I am going to put this part out there. They might help with such um, clinics like they do on the outside. Yes. For instance, we live in a world where there's, like, methadone clinics. Okay. But when you're on the outside and you're a horrible drug addict... You're also supplying yourself with things to get high other than just the methadone. Yep. So in prison, You're kind of nowadays, they, they're, they're going to supply you with what they feel like you should be having or be right. able to just have. And I guarantee you it's going to be less than what you were using on the outside. And the rest, oh, it's going to be way less. Yeah. And the rest, you're just cold turkey yep. it. Yep. And you're going to have to go through it. And it's going to be freaking yep. nuts. Yep. You, although... In prison, though, I think, yes, maybe they would, but they're going to wean as well. So yeah. they'll provide you with what they feel, and they're going to start weaning you down. Yep. But in between those doses, it's going to be cold turkey. Well, with their, with her, it was it's just cold, cold turkey. turkey. Yeah. That's it. Uh-huh. So she showed the classic symptoms of stopping an addiction. Lack of appetite. Insomnia. Nausea. Cold sweats. Splitting headaches. Amanda, I don't know if you remember, but um, I wasn't addicted. 
I was on an anxiety medication, I believe. Um, and it was, it was bad for me and I had to stop it and I can't remember what it was now. And I decided to stop cold turkey and I went into no. Okay. No, I don't well, recall. That what? was a thing that happened. You don't remember that? I remember it, but I don't know remember I don't remember what the medication was called. Oh, I don't remember what the medication yeah. was called. But I stopped cold turkey. I yeah. didn't wean That's bad. because yeah. I didn't want to continually have it. It was yeah. messing with me and I'm like, I gotta stop this, let's just do it. And it was god awful. Yeah. But so the doctor who treated her gave her antidepressants and anti anxiety medications. Then gradually over a period of years she was actually weaned off of them, just like we said they she would be. So, like, they kind of, like, they kind of did, like, oh, here's what we can give you. We're not going to drug you up, but we'll right. give you these to manage the symptoms that you already have. Yep. I think that's why she was doing drugs the way she was. Oh, I'm sure. She to needed some type of medication to help for the her. Anti for the depressant. Wow. Depression and anxiety. Exactly. Yeah. So, she decided to just do the drugs like that. Yep. Yeah. So, Velma decided to make her jail cell feel like home the best she could. But, I mean, I guess at some point she's like, I've got to be here. I'm not leaving, so I might as well make it feel comfortable. How do you she, do that with a jail cell? She put up photographs of her children. Oh, they allowed oh. her to have that? Yeah, they allow certain things. I just didn't think they'd allow that because, like, it's paper, it's sharp, and you could... Paper is sharp? Paper cut. What the hell was that going to do to her? Cut her. You know? Ouch! Charlie! That really hurt! She could choke on it. If that's the case, then she could choke on any... Why would she be eating the paper? Because what if she gets depressed? Depressed. What is it you think they supply people with in prison? Because at this... Or jail at all. What do you think happens to paper when it goes in your mouth? Let, beyond paper, what else do you think these people do not have? She has a mattress. Do you? I know that. Well, she also probably had a toilet. I mean, I, I don't know what they did back but then. But that is screwed to the ground. Is it though? Doesn't don't they give her like toilet paper? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's like special toilet paper or something. I don't know. What that if they ate it, she couldn't choke on it? No. Well, no toilet paper would be fine. I keep going. That's right, because toilet paper is not sharp, just the regular paper. No, because that is, like, dissolvable. Like, it dissolves. There is a show that it says My Weird Addiction, and there is a woman who eats toilet paper. It's not dissolving in her stomach. Oh, well, there's also a woman who sniffs dirty diapers. Okay, well, this has taken a dark turn. (laughs) That's dark. I can see why her and Ryan dated for a short period of time. Um, like less than a week. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my fault. So she actually put up the photographs, yes, of her children and her grandchildren, along with like knickknacks that she crocheted. Oh, she can crochet. And inspirational religious slogans. Oh, we're still going with the religious thing. Yeah. Crochet and news. Although. (laughs) Maybe she did. Yeah, like, it, that's more worrisome. You're allowed yeah. to crochet. Exactly. Because you're giving her freaking string. And the needles to crochet. Okay, well, I don't know how much she was going to do with the crochet Just shove needle. it down her throat. Hey, you could shiv that, baby. Up. Shiv it. Yeah, and then that's how she dig to get out. All right, well, let's hope that you never go to jail. Because <laughs> they're going to have to put you in one of those rooms where there's absolutely nothing. 
But padding. So Velma later did say that she picked up a bad habit while in jail. Oh, you don't say. Smoking. smoking. I knew it. The bad habit was smoking. This was her bad habit. Because her drugs wasn't a bad habit? Or forging people's names on checks, stealing or money. killing people? Those were not bad <laughs> habits. Um, nine people? No. I mean, she was only tried for the one, but still. Smoking was the bad habit. Get real, Velma. She's like, oh my god, I'm in jail. I'm on death row. And I picked up such a bad... They put me in jail. And I'm picking up bad habits in jail. Smoking? When I could be outside murdering people. <laughs> Duh, Velma. Duh. You sounded so much like Billie Eilish right there. <laughs> Duh. Sorry. So, of course, continuing on the straight and narrow path to meet Jesus one day. Okay. Velma's, Velma's radio is usually turned or tuned into a Christian program. She had a radio. Shoved a ten in antennas down your throat. Listen, you could do it, and then you die. No, that would just you make you gag. Barf. Oh, right. I mean, right. she could sorry, start sorry, bulimia sorry, that sorry. way, and then that would kill her. That would you be think slow shoving and antennas down your throat is going to kill you? Well, if you shove it far enough, it gets stuck. It's a. Uh, she didn't take health class yet. It's next year. No, I haven't. That's next year. It's next year. You're 15 in 11th grade and never took health class? I took one, and that was in, like, 7th grade. Yeah, she doesn't take... She told me that on the way here. Because <laughs> I've been putting it off. Did you guys learn the Trojan things on bananas? The condoms? Yep. <laughs> on bananas? It wasn't on bananas. Well, well what, what the heck were you putting it on? An each actual... Other? An actual... No. <laughs> No, we weren't putting... We mechanics? Or I... <laughs> I meant mannequins. <laughs> Bring in the mechanics! We have some Trojans for them to try on. <laughs> we didn't put them on anything. We watched a video. But don't they actually give them to you and, like, have no, you open them? And no, no, no. What did you do? Blow they it just, They gave them to the boys and then us. They gave us tampons and pads they didn't give you the little cup thingies to no, they gave me a bag. cover your diaphragm? No, they gave me a bag of tampons and pads. Okay. And they were like, here, there you go. So, okay. Well, Velma claimed that she had become a born-again Christian while in jail. Which I think is what she always wanted to be outside of jail. Uh, but could not walk the path that she was supposed to in order to be a good Christian person. Outside of jail, she was a murderer Duh. and a drug addict and a stealing things kind of person. Yes. But in jail, she only had one book to read. Was it the Bible? The Bible. So I would think that in, we, she couldn't do any of that other stuff in prison. So she had no choice but to walk the f straight and narrow. But did she really walk the straight and narrow? I mean, this bad habit of hers with this smoking, I don't know, to be honest with you. I actually talked to my Aunt Tammy about, about it. Yeah. You know? She says, so you know the murderer, son of Sam? Yeah. Apparently, he's come a born Christian in jail. It's possible. It's possible. But I'm a little leery. But I don't think she did. I Can you blame us I'm, for being leery? Especially after you just killed nine people. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't but think it's... In her, her defense, she didn't try to kill them. It was all their fault. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She just wanted yeah, to yeah, yeah, sicken yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, sure. Uh, but, like, I don't think it's that easy to just go, oh, God. Well, people believe what they want to believe. This is true. So she was listening to a sermon by J.K. Kinkle. When the message of God's when the message of God's love hit home for the first time. What? For the first time? Yeah. So this is something she wrote in her autobiography. Because yep, she's got one of them. Oh my God! Somebody published it. It is published. Yes. Oh my God. She people. She wrote all my life. I was weighed down by my sins because I couldn't do better. It never occurred to me that Jesus really did pay the price, that Jesus alone bore the extreme punishment, death, for my sins, not just for my good neighbors, and even more glorious, Jesus is willing to be my friend even now. I can talk to him, and he will listen. Okay, well, she's really selling it really hard. How did she not know that before? She went to church. Yeah. She grew up going to church. She went to church. She went to Rex Humbard, who I'm pretty sure announced it right on the stage, right as her boyfriend was dying. Oh, but she didn't know that that's what they were talking about. How did she not know? I don't know. Because she was too worried about whether he was dying or being sick out in the car. Her conversation was greeted with skepticism by many. Including, like, oh, I don't know, the families of her victims. Duh. Because why wouldn't it be? Yeah. She always spoke about God outside of jail while she was poisoning people and doing drugs and stealing money. However, many people were favorably impressed by Velma's claim to be born again for the first time in her life, filled with the Holy Spirit. No. I hope. I hope she was, but I'm leery. I'm, I'm, I just, I'm leery. She had all of the time in the yeah. world to do it on the outside. Yeah. She literally was going to church, going to events. Yeah. I'm same. Tom Fuquay. Fuquay. Whoa. Fuquay. Easy now. F-U. F-U? No, I'm spelling his name. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'll Continue. Mechanism. Continue. F-U-Q. U-A-Y. That is a terrible... Oh, my. Fuquay. Tommy Fuquay. What were these names? I know. It sounds like he should be a uh, chef. Chef Fuquay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I see it. You see it? I feel it. Like Bobby Flay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuquay. Uh, Yeah. Well, he's a Pentecostal holiness minister. (laughs) He believed she was a true Christian. That's his job to believe that. Well, no, I think they can see, I can see, I think they can see things like, oh, you're being fake. I think, I think. Yeah, but I mean, you can still be a true Christian. And murder people? Yeah. No. No, I'm can't. just saying like, well. Yeah, no, nope. No. Nope. So he said, I don't think I had ever seen anybody who had the repentant spirit sh- she had. I could see her growing and her attitude changing. The faith in her just grew and grew each time I would see her. She literally had nothing else to do. If she were still out 
she would be murdering people. Right. She had nothing else to occupy her time besides being a Christian in jail. How can we believe this woman? No, she thought that she would, the poison she was giving people would only make them sick. She blamed their deaths on them. Yeah. And then she was like, well, I didn't give them rat poison. I gave them ant poison. That's not the same. (laughs) And it's just a coincidence that they all just died. Oh, obviously After not. I, I gave them him, poison. he just got in the way of the bullet. That's all. I shot it. And he stood he there and didn't move. Didn't move. I don't know what to tell you. Not my fault. Exactly. I pulled I, the trigger. Crazy, right? He could have stopped, dropped, and rolled. Saw me swing my arm with an axe in it. He could have moved out of the way. What? What? He saw me coming at him with a car. He could have moved or just laid down and I would have drove. I don't get it. I don't. Yeah. I ran at him to push him off the cliff. He just stood there waiting for it. He just screamed. He didn't see me coming it. because he, he was looking at the Grand Canyon. But he could have heard me. Because that's what we do. But he could have heard me coming. Yeah. She's stupid. She's yeah, not the she's friend. Friend. I don't like her. So the famous evangelist, Billy Graham and his wife, oh, Ruth. You know them? Oh, yeah. Not personally, but. No, right, right. They, they came to believe that Velma was their sister in Christ. Ruth Graham actually kept in frequent touch with her by mail. No. Velma found meaning in her limited life, because she's on death row, by helping other prisoners. Do what? Light their cigarettes? No. Bring them to Christ. Oh. She was dismayed to discover how many inmates were functionally illiterate as well. So she often wrote letters for them. I don't think that's helping. I think it would have been helpful if you were teaching them, not writing. Yes. You're setting them back. Come on now, Velma. She was so kind to inmates and others and was a model prisoner that she actually earned a nickname in prison. Sweet Velma. What? Why? Who? People are calling her Sweet Velma. Who are these people? Inmates? Yeah. They don't count. Yeah. So special rules applied to Velma because of this death sentence. And that included, like, no contact with other inmates. So, wait, she had, wait, so how'd she help them? (laughs) Who knows? I have no idea. It's sweet Velma. (laughs) I've got you. I've got the answer right here. Oh. However, the prison authorities actually broke the rule because they found that she was actually a positive influence on other prisoners. I thought you were going to say she was writing letters and mailing them to the to the inmates. In the same jail? Yeah. I just feel like that's something she would do. She couldn't. She was too busy giving herself paper cuts. <laughs> eating toilet <Stop>. paper. <laughs> That wasn't me. That was her. Amanda, it doesn't matter if you eat the toilet paper. It'll disintegrate. Stop! (laughs) Assistant Superintendent for Treatment and Programs at the prison, Jenny Lancaster, put a 15-year-old named Beth into the cell next to Velma's. 15? What the hell did she do? Good Lord. Lancaster asked Velma to try to help the girl who had been convicted as an accessory to murder. Oh, Lord. She was like... Oh, this 15-year-old girl really, really needs direction in her life. Avelma, you there, murderer of X amount of people. Please help her. Please help her onto the right path. She needs to be put forth 
on the right path, and I think you can help her. What are we doing? What are we doing? What is happening? I don't... I don't know. That would be like, Ryan, come teach my child about astronauts. (laughs) Astronauts? I don't believe in them. You're right. Come teach my child about countries and continents. Oh, oh you in a different universe. You mean, you mean universes. There's only one universe, Ryan. Yeah, well, Africa is in a different one. Mm-hmm. No, again, there's only one. That's literally like putting your child as a tutor. Oh my God, could you imagine? Oh my God, don't ever do the that. The lives that he would destroy. If he ever comes home and says, oh, I'm tutoring my friend. No. 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 But if he came home and was like, hey, I'm going to teach the kid down the street how to play lacrosse. That's understandable. That's cool. Yes. You do that, you do that. So. No math or. No. Yeah. No, no nothing else. Nothing else. You're done. So Velma put her hand through the bars of her own cell and toward the next one so that Beth could hold hands with her. Why? Why? On purpose? No. (laughs) Beth took Velma into her own confidence, pouring out her fears, while Velma prayed aloud for her and tried to comfort her. Tried. It didn't work, did it? Did they become friends? And for the first time in her life, Velma was known by her first name. Margie? Mm Mm-hmm. Because Beth was calling her Mama Margie. No. No. They got so close she was calling her mama. Okay, that answers that. And of course, this would not be the last one to call her that. Other Mm -hmm. inmates often came to Velma for advice and words of reassurance. People, she is a drug addict who murdered people. Why are we going to her for advice? Yeah, literally. (laughs) She's on death row. What, What aren't they seeing here? I know. Oh, my God. So, letter writing for herself and other inmates, of course, that actually took up a lot of her time. She wrote to her family and to her supporters that she had never met. I, listen, you're laughing, but I just recently sent a letter of my own to people I've not met, so. No. I mean, I'm laughing at the fact that she has supporters. They all have supporters. It does not matter what you do. I know. I know they all do, but it's just funny how some people have the the brain. The no brain? Yeah, the no brain. The mindset of, yeah, I'm going to support this person even though it's been, they've been found to be guilty. They've done gone effed up. And it's usually, like, people that have, like, read one article about Eh, most likely, yeah. Yeah. Or just people who are Are crazy. Are crazy, yeah. So, she also kept up with her crocheting, and she prayed a lot, and she read the Bible on a daily basis. Her son and daughter visited and sometimes brought, like, the grandchildren with them. Oh, God. Why? Why? She also, together with a pastor, worked on her memoirs. Remember that one? It's titled Woman on Death Row. (laughs) What a title. So anytime there's like a death sentence conviction, it's always automatically appealed because 
who wants to be on death row. Oh, you're going to sentence me to death? I'll take that. I've got it. Thank you. I have always longed and tried to figure out what my last meal would be, so. Right? I think people actually had talked about before, or this is already a thing, making a restaurant and everything on there was just based on, like, you could order, like, the Velma Barfield. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, like, they literally everything yeah, on the menu is, is, is there's like people Ted this is, Bundy. there's like the 10 yeah on oh yeah i saw that idea. they yeah. make yeah and it's called last meal restaurant or something like that i think that's a groovy idea though oh my god you and groovy you need to stop that's self-fetch that doesn't that's we're not gonna bring that back yet we're just gonna work with the groovy for i don't want that one either oh. and i love hippies i <laughs> It's a hippie thing, isn't it? Groovy. I don't like hippies. Groovy. I, I was always a hippie as Halloween. As Halloween? <laughs> Four. Four. Halloween. I, I was I was a always a hippie as, as Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> like what? I Halloween can't speak. Shut your mouth. Is it your tongue again? It's always my tongue. My tongue. So for those who don't know... I'm going to be using the term a stay. Yep. See, you don't know either. I don't. It's actually a court order to temporarily suspend execution. It's called okay. a stay. A stay of execution. Okay. Okay. A stay. So let me run these dates for you quick. Velma was supposed to be executed on February 3rd, 1979, but she received a stay. Velma was set to be executed... In September of 1980, but she received a stay. Okay. So a new date was set for execution on October 17th, 1980. Tara? But she was um, rewarded a stay. Rewarded? <laughs> she was rewarded a stay. Like she had just won the death row Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she received a stay is what you were looking for there. Yep. So one more time, execution was set for December 12th, 1980. But, but she, she was rewarded. How many stays can they give out? I don't know. There's got to be a limit. At some point, do you just say, okay, just put her in jail for life. Why are we doing all of this paperwork back and forth? Because at the time, as, as you keep saying, this, she's going to die. You would think so. So both Ronnie and Kim continued to visit their mother. And at one point, Ronnie Burke brought up the painful subject of his father's death in one of their conversations. Mm. Asking, did you kill him? Who are they referring to? The very first one. Thomas. Yeah, that was smoke inhalation. Velma replied with, I'm sure I probably did. (laughs) (laughs) You're joking. You're joking. She did not. She did not tell her children. Yeah, I'm just nonchalantly. Maybe. I'm sure I probably, probably did. I probably did. At this I point, I don't know what's going on. Mind you, that was the first death of the whole story. She can't remember. She can't. That was one I was sure she had nothing to do with. And it's funny because there's a lot of sources that say she was super adamant about she did not kill him. But slowly the story spilled out. So, her memory was fuzzy, but she believed that he had been drunk and asleep. I wonder why it was fuzzy. I yeah. I wonder why. Remember, he was an alcoholic. 
And her memory's fuzzy because she was a drug addict. Does she even have a brain anymore? Right. It's probably melted into mush. Yeah. So she says he's been drunk and asleep, and she laid either a cigarette or a match at the foot of the bed. Why? And then shut the door. I am sure she meant to just harm him a little bit. Oh, she how? didn't know him catching on fire was going to kill him. Maybe she how? It's not her fault the match and fire spread. And she he just set it there. at the foot of the bed. It is not her fault the bed on, went poof. Yeah. No. Duh. It went poof. And then she shut the door. After putting it <laughs> Honestly, though, she did adamantly claim that she didn't kill him. But again, she adamantly, adamantly claimed that all the other deaths were also their own fault. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she did. I think it was just all denial. But I do think, I do think that was her first murder. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry if you guys can hear the children. We have we've two. tried. We're, we're parents. Tried. What we need is a third adult, and a bigger place, kind of like our friends at Morbid, who are in a closet. Laundry room. Yeah, I was gonna say they are not in a closet. It's a small. I think it's a. I I have no idea. I you haven't been there. Listen, you don't listen. Also, you don't listen as much as I do. Yes, I do. I got all caught up, and now I'm waiting for the school year to start. Don't you tell me who I do and do not listen to. Whoa. Right now, I am listening to true crime and cocktails. Cocktails. There she goes with the cock again. I am listening to them right now, Tara. Don't you tell me. I've got. Is a that whole with Lauren Ash? Lauren Ash. I, can I just tell you if you listen or if you don't listen? That's fine too, but you should listen. Um, I really love you, and I watch um, um, Superstore mm-hmm. every night. Yeah. I rewatched and I rewatched actually, and rewatched and I, rewatched. Love it. I actually think that they and us are a lot alike. I love it. I, I love do them. too. I love everything about it. I mean, not so much the cocktails because I'm scared of alcohol, but... Well, they're so much now they don't even drink that. You got Lauren Ash drinking Pepsi's and you've got uh, Christy Oxborough. She's just slurping down lime Slurpees from the 7-Eleven. Sam-lem? We don't have those here, do we? 7-Eleven? Yeah. I feel like I've seen one. No. We used to have them where I'm from down in PA all the time, but... I'm pretty sure the one that was closest to me growing up is now an El Rodeo Mexican restaurant. But anyhow. Okay. Yeah. So she also admitted, 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 nope, admitted to the minister who helped her write woman on death row that she murdered Jennings Barfield. (gasps) That was the heart attack that he had behind the wheel. Absolutely not. That was a poisoned. The man was the car accident. Oh, this one was a heart attack caused by an illness. Okay. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He was sick and it messed with his heart more because he had health problems. Yes. They weren't together for very long before he. So once yes. the appeals, the appeals had been exhausted, Velma and her supporters. 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 Woo. Everybody wave a flag for Velma. Had a thin Why? ray of hope in the form of clemency. I'm sorry. From, yeah, so clemency is like... Okay, so we'll... It's pers- like what? <laughs> yeah, um, keep going. So clemency is like mercy or lenience. So it's like where they can just take you off of death row. Oh, It's like clemency. That. Like, so that you're not doing the whole execution, us day, execution, us day. Did they do that to her? So the governor at the t- time was Governor... James Hunt, and he refused 
her request for clemency, saying, yeah. no, Tara, it's, oh, right, sorry. Yes, I little applause. No, that is so Velma cocky. A little bit louder for those in the back, Velma. <laughs> um, the governor refused it, and he said that her victims had been literally tortured to death. Yes. Yes. They have. Well, yeah, because... Dying of poison? Well, not even that. Remember, she was giving it to them, making them sick, taking them to the hospital. They would get better at the hospital, come home, she'd do it all again. That's freaking torture. Yeah, that's 100%. I'd be like, no, kill me. Yeah. Just do it. So, as she she prepared for death, Velma was able to speak over the phone with Billy Graham. Why? And uh, he said... Now, mind you, Billy Graham is a famous pastor. Yeah. He's big name in the Christian community. Yeah. He said to her, Velma, in a way, I envy you. Why? Why would, why, why, why? Please explain this to me. Yeah, okay, please. well, there was a little bit of a comma there. Oh. Oh. Well, you just... Because you're going to get to heaven before I do. He just... He was, so, he was whoa, envious whoa, whoa. because she was going to meet Jesus, but... He really thinks she's going to meet Jesus? He honestly thought she met Jesus, that she was going to meet Jesus, yes. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I don't believe that at if all. If you die I don't. by death row, I don't think you meet Jesus. Yes, you, yes, you can. You, if she changed her life okay, in prison, well, you can. Yeah. She's not. she did. She's yep. not. She but not. I don't think she changed in prison. No. She's not. I she's honestly not. don't think so. Um, did she... Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she did repent. And I think the only reason that if she did, if she is truly a changed woman, truly, I she, maybe that's why she was being vaguely saying, yes, I murdered your father. Because she's not owning it, so that's what really gives me, like, cause for pause. But, yeah. um, if she truly did, good for her. But, Here's what I think. I think that the reason she did is because she's in prison. She can't do any of the things she was doing outside of prison in prison. So right. it's not for her own good. It's not hers in her mind. So right. I really want to do this. It's, right. I have literally nothing else to do. Exactly. I, I think, show of hands, if she was still out in the world and not in jail, do you think she would still be murdering people? Yes. Having drug addictions? Yes. And... Forging checks and stealing money. Yes. Hands. I agree. All of us. Exactly. So I think it was a matter of circumstance. Yep. She had nothing else to do in prison. She had to stay on the straight and narrow. They don't allow you to commit crimes in prison. Right. Newsflash. Can't commit crimes in prison. No. And if, you, I, I mean, like, if you have a, anybody, for anybody, if you have one thing in front of you and that's all you can do for the next, like, 23 hours, of course you're going to do it. Yeah. The only thing she had was the Bible. What else was she going to do? So later, she actually spoke to Billy Graham's daughter as well, Anne, who comforted Velma by saying, don't think of it as an execution chamber. Think of it as a gateway to heaven. A what? A gateway to heaven. I really can never think of a gateway to heaven as a jail execution when you say gateway to heaven i think you died in your sleep it's a little nice gateway to heaven. there is a gateway at heaven 
there's the gate where they look up your name and make sure you're in the book of life and all that nonsense. Yeah, I don't think Velma's before in Before you get to no, 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 Jesus, no. right? They'd see her name on the list of, hey, yeah, send her down. Down, down. Yeah. Way down. Like, as so, as they do at all American executions, demonstrators for both for and against capital punishment gathered outside the prison before her death. People on the side of Velma lit candles and hummed Amazing Grace. <laughs> oh, my God. Which was her favorite hymn, which, you know. What is going Because Grace was maybe that's set upon Lam- her. Maybe that's why Lamb cried every time. You yeah, right. On the other side, there were those waiting for her to die. That would be me. They yeah, held right signs. There. They held signs saying things like, Velma's going to have a hell of a time. And bye-bye Velma, which just makes me wish that at this time NSYNC was a thing so they could just be out there singing, (gasps) bye-bye-bye, bye-bye. I really wish that was a thing. But better than those, they were actually chanting. (laughs) What were they chanting? Die, bitch, die. Yes. Yes. So in her cell, Velma took the final communion and then ate her last meal. Which was? Which was? I'm so curious. I love Was it Coke with arsenic? No, but it was Coke. Oh. There was Coca-Cola. You know how some have like extravagant things like a full Thanksgiving dinner or something? Someone asked for just a bag of Cheetos. Somebody once asked for like... um, um, a seasonal item at a fast food place and they had to wait like a whole like eight months before it was like there again. Someone asked for like a bowl of strawberries, just a big bowl of strawberries. Right, but some people are like, I want a lobster tail and oh, I want yeah. a steak. Oh yeah, the most expensive of the expensive. Full roasted chicken and it's like, dude, you're going to make yourself sick. I guess what does it matter? Because, but I'm not going to want to feel sick to my stomach uh, before I die, I don't think. I, well, I, I don't like feeling sick to my stomach. I'd have an I'm anxiety attack and die before I actually die. All right. So do you sh- have to eat that meal in front of everybody watching you? No, I think oh. they just give it to you in your cell. I'm almost positive, so but what, I could be wrong. So what did she, what did she, she had the Coca-Cola. Okay. And she just had a bag of cheese doodles. <gasps> oh, my God. I didn't even know that. That was hers. Cheese doodles and Coca-Cola. I just knew somebody had that. Uh, it was Velma. Yeah, that sounds about right. She is a cheese doodle. And then she actually requested something um, for when she was to die. She requested to be put in her cotton pajamas, but also asked to have an adult diaper on underneath. You need to speak. Again, it's an audio podcast, not a visual. Why? <laughs> I'm assuming because when you die, it is said that you can release bodily fluids. I don't know why that would... Yeah, but she's dead. Why she would care about that. I don't know that. why she care, but yes, it does. that is true, that when you die, yeah. your muscle, all your muscles, like, we'll like just release, release and they, relax. They, yeah, they all relax and then, you know, poop comes out and right everything empties because she's not, not clutching it. pennies in her butt well if that's the case why wouldn't every person that's on death row before they're so. they'd be put in an adult diaper because nobody else cares they're dead yeah but somebody has to clean up that body 
Yeah, and well, that's well, they job. definitely have to sanitize the thing, right? Yeah. Well, well, well. I mean, it's pre-COVID days, so who knows? How? Yeah, how'd you die? Execution. I no no no. But what way? I'm getting there. Oh, oh. okay. Sorry, sorry. Simmer down now, Tara. <gasps> You're being awfully, let's get going. Well, I was excited. So she was taken to a preparation room and asked if she had any last words. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. She did. Of course she did. (laughs) This is what she said. Okay? And it's quite the paragraph. Lord. That, um, yeah, I'm just going to read it. I want to say that I am sorry for all the hurt that I've caused. She's now British, by the way. Yeah, why were you doing that? You were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> let me just read it like a sweet Velma granny. Uh, why? I want. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No. I want to say that I'm sorry for all the hurt that I have caused. I know that everybody has gone through a lot of pain, and I'm sorry. I want to thank everybody who has been supporting me all these six years. I want to thank my family for standing with me through all of this and my attorneys and all the support to me. Everybody, the people with the prison department. I appreciate everything, their kindness and everything that they have shown me during these six years. I don't like the way she speaks. Did you notice that? Like, even back when we were just... The opening paragraph that Tara read, that was just yeah, that repetition paragraph. and circle. Yeah. I, like, I had to... I, I was trying not to stop because I was, like, confused. Yeah, yeah. she was... Yeah. I imagine you were looking at it going, wait, didn't I just read that yeah, line? Yeah, I thought I, w- I thought I was on the wrong line at one mm-hmm. point. And then she I was likes like, no. to talk in circles. weird circles and repetition. So, then she was led to a sterile room with a gurney in it. Thelma got up on the gurney and laid flat down on it. Needles connected to IVs were inserted into her arms. And she would receive something to make her sleepy and then the poison to stop her heart. That's how that works. Thelma was told to begin counting backwards from 100. And she did. And around, like, 98, her voice kind of, like, slurred into silence and she started snoring. She was asleep. At 2.15 a.m. on November 2nd, 1984, Margie Velma Barfield was finally dead. She was the first female murderer executed in the U.S. since 1976. What was the date she was dead? Uh, November 2nd, 1984. So, so they she- brought back executions in 1976 because they did away with them and then they brought it back. She was the first female murderer executed when they brought it back in 1976. She was also the first female murderer to be executed using lethal injection. So her last stay was... Oh. That is a lot. I'm sorry. So she got four stays. The last one said she was to be executed December 12th, 1980. So she must have gotten several more because she didn't actually get put to death until four years later. Well, they also were going through the clemency thing. Also true. And, I, and it's and a whole it's a process. process. Yeah, it's a whole process. But I honestly think the prison was actually, like, using her some, too. Like, because they liked her doing her sweet 
yeah mama velma thing oh yeah I'm sure and so they were like let's jobs keep easier yeah let's just put this person over with velma yeah so let's go through this list quickly for our opinions because we are well over an hour Okay. Not, like, well, well into an hour, but right, I mean, without editing, and we know we have to edit, um, we're at an hour 24. Okay. But we like to keep the people happy, and what people, I don't know. James, probably. Uh, so, first murder. Thomas. Which, she says, I don't know, I probably did kill him. I think, I think he was her gateway. Yeah. You know? So, she was like, yeah. well, first of all. She set that fire on purpose. And I think it was for insurance of money, only to find out she didn't have insurance money. She then got the house remodeled and then set it alight again, I think. Yeah. And then got the insurance money. Excuse yeah. me. Um, so I think she also found that... I think she had to try to find a way to kill people. But that could that be That wasn't wrong the way to go, yeah. Because she then did poison the next guy. Yep. And that ended up being her way That's, to do it. Yep. However, down here, the man, that guy, the car accident, listen, I think she killed him. Oh, 100%. I mean, there are people out there who do not think she did, but how do you date a man for just a very little time Become his beneficiary, and then he suddenly dies. Yeah, no, that's... That's no, a fishy no. red flag right there. So, but then poison became her thing, so... Yep. The only one I don't think she did was her father. Oh, she did not do that. That was not one. But I do think out of nine of them, she killed eight of them. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, the, the official yeah. tally is not such. Um, right, because she was only tried for Stuart Taylor. Right, um, and they didn't try her for any others, which is mind-boggling to me. But I guess either way, she was going to Die. receive death. Yeah. But, um, and she did own up to them. Yeah. But not to all of them. Like, she didn't officially own up to Thomas, except to her son. son. Which I guess that's all it really matters to, is that family. But, like, I think on records, I would like to know. Yeah, me too. If I were to look this person up, it says murdered by Velma. Barfield, because I think he deserves that. Oh, yeah. I agree. But, you know, unfortunately, that's not where it's at. But this is a case, this is the case, with the most deaths that we have had. Um, before this, it was Hinter Kaifak that had six. We are here at eight, and holy crap of a ride that was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got nothing. I... <laughs> Um, unfortunately, we don't have pictures of any of these people. We have limited information on these people. I do have finder graves for oh, all cool. but two of them. Oh, okay. I do not have one for the man, and I also do not have one for John Lee. Okay. Um, I just can't seem to find it. Um, but all of the other ones I have, and, um, so I am posting those on our... On our website, um, because I think that's, like I said, yeah, I think yeah. that memorial like thing that. is yeah. is super duper of a, just, you know, we should keep these people in our minds and whatnot. Agreed. You know? Yep. What do you think, though, Tara, of all of the people that she killed? Uh, we, I mean, obviously she's killed all of them except Murphy, her father, but, like, yeah. why, why do you think she got away with it for so long? Well, I think, I think, I think that, like, 
I mean, this was a long time ago, so I think, like, I would say, like, the, um... The Come on, Velma, spit it out. Like, the hospital system wasn't as, you know, great. Well, so, I can like, tell you and that... And everything was on paper. Yeah, and I spoke to Mom about that, and she's like, why would anybody go to Lumberton Hospital? <laughs> Yeah. But, like, everybody, like, it was all on paper. Like, everything was written down on paper so, like, things could be lost. So, by the but, time... Like, they're not looking at them. Right. right. So, things And they weren't doing autopsies because nobody was asking for autopsies. But Amanda, like Amanda just said, why, why, if her sister knew that she murdered her mother, Lily, why didn't they stop it then? Why didn't her sister say anything? Yeah, because Lily well, was number five. She killed four more people after that. Well, maybe... She needed, she just needed, she didn't know, like, she, she knew, but she probably thought she was going to be crazy if she just called the Could police be. and was like, hey, my sister just killed right. these people, but I don't I have any that. evidence. I get that, but that's what she already did anyway. I, yeah, but she probably came she probably, I guess enough is enough, yeah. yeah. That sucks, because four more people died after that. All four of those people could have been saved. Yep. If they just did an autopsy with Jennings... I think it could have been saved at the man. That's where the insurance, right? Yeah. That's where if they, they would were have done an autopsy for on that one. Right, and we don't know what happened with that car accident. He could have been poisoned too, or he could have just died in the car accident. But she was the beneficiary, and they yeah. weren't even together long. So fishy. That's fishy. But I think it could have, if they had gotten the results of an autopsy done with Jennings... They could have done something then. Yeah. They could have I done. Agree. I think they had many, many yeah. times that they could have done something. But. Easily. All right, guys. We All will right. be back next week. We hope that you enjoyed having Tara here. She'll only be here once in a blue moon. I'll be back. This was fun. Good. Good. Um, it's just scheduling issues yeah, that I make it difficult. Have, I just have a busy schedule. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we can we can figure it out. If, if Amanda and I get back onto a Sunday night schedule, it might work. Yeah, because we used to do Sunday nights, yeah. and if you don't go home until later, then you yeah, can be yeah. here. Sunday's my free day. Yeah, I have no volleyball or anything. Right. So, right. so awesome. Perfect. Maybe Tara will be back, and uh, maybe we'll have other people in sometime. I can't wait to have James in. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a good one. That will be like a four. That's hour gonna be podcast. a long. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's gonna be a long one. That will be multiple parts just because but he talks be so much. It'll be y'all will love it. He's interesting character. He's, yeah, he's we, fun. We love we love James so. I mean, probably me a little bit more than others, but, yeah. you know. Well, it's a different kind of love. I know. I know. Oh. Wow. All right. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. That's a great story. <laughs> see you next episode.